0: Hey there future fans, this week we face the ghosts from our past, we face our demons, and we face our destiny. This is the week of December 21st, 2018, and this is episode 115 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show welcome to the show we do have a uh, we have a good one this week we have a lot of good movies and uh my, my pick this week was actually really hard because i want to see three of these movies in theaters too and uh, that made it even more difficult and before we get into the show i just want to take this time to say i'm not going to do an episode next week it's my first christmas with my wife in our house and you know what i i I want to enjoy it, and I don't want to have to think about you know getting the show notes done, doing the show, doing the editing, all that stuff. And you, want, I think most of you will understand, but I, I still wanted to say that hey, next week don't expect a new episode. I might type something up. I might do uh, just a blog going, hey, if you see a movie this week, this is what you should see. But as for a recorded episode, I, I won't do one. And as for the episode the week after, which is the week of the new year. I will do an episode, but it may be a little shorter because I think I want to record it somewhere over the weekend when maybe all the news and all the trailers haven't hit. So I, I will do one the week after. That's when episode 116 will come out. But I just want to prep you uh, that next week there won't be an episode, and the week after it may be a little short. I also want to give a shout out to some of the some of the people who've helped me out in the in, in physical therapy lately, uh, Alex and Marty. I want to say hey, if you if you decided to tune into the show, welcome, welcome to the somewhat nerdy podcast network and i uh, i hope you check out the other shows but at the very least thank you for checking out mine and so yes for the rest of you out there i have been going to physical therapy um i can use my arm more than i have been that have been after the surgery uh though it, i have good days and bad days like i've been telling everyone there's some days where i'm like oh my you know my arm's pretty good i, I can't move it a lot but it's pretty good in other days where it feels like i am being shanked in the arm by wolverine And those days, you know what, they aren't so great. But I'm glad I can get back to the show and get back to telling y'all what movies are coming out. But before we do that, let's get into the introduction like we always do. This is Future Flicks with Billiam, and on this show, we do quite a few things. We always start out with the news. That's any new news that has caught my eye since the last episode. We then go into the trailer trove, where I go over any new trailers that have been released since the last episode. And of course, not all trailers, because, you know, a lot of different trailers come out. I don't want to talk about each and every one, because then each and every episode will start being, you know, an hour and a half, two hours long if I talk about every news story, every trailer. Those of you who have been around a while, who have been who have been a future fan for a while, will remember back in the day when most of my episodes were 30 to 45 minutes. And you know, I'm torn about that because i like i like shorter episodes because it's easier for me to edit and i like easy things but also i like talking about more things i like giving you all the news all the trailers all the movies But anyway, let's get back to the intro. So when we talk about movies, we do a few things. We break it down into two sections. The limited releases, those are indie films, almost always indie films. Rarely do we have a big studio picture that gets a limited release. So Sometimes it'll be uh, like last week. um, If Beale Street Can Talk had a limited release and it's going to get a wide release next week. So sometimes that happens. But most of the time, these are indie movies. And to make it in the limited section, it has to A, be a limited release and B, It didn't do enough to catch my eye. And so for those, all I do is I tell you what it's about and who's in it. Sometimes I'll give a thought or two, but usually we'll move on. And then after that, we go into the wide releases and interesting indie section, and that is just what it sounds like, all wide releases, regardless of how it looks. And then any indie movies that I think look good, that I want to watch, I think that that really caught my eye. And so for those, I tell you what it's about, who's in it, and I give you my thoughts on it, and I wrap those thoughts up with a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score, aka the Bill Score. That score can go anywhere from a zero for those terrible, terrible films that should be watched by no one, and an 11 to those films that turn it up that extra notch. 11s are rare, they do happen, and I'm happy to say I'm not terribly predictable with them. I don't know, maybe some of my longtime listeners, some of my future friends may, uh, may be able to guess, like uh, Brian Q, Fratmat, maybe you can. You know, I don't even remember the last 11 we had, but uh, anyway, so then we wrap up the show with a question of the week. So how about that housekeeping? Let me tell you how you can find me. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website and Facebook page. That website is www.somewhatnerdy.com. If you need to contact me, if you want to answer the question of the week or just say, hey, what's up? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BilliumSWN. You can email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. You can comment on the Summonerty website or Facebook page. And you know, just a side note, if you do comment on uh on something i do or anything just make sure that i know what you're trying to say recently i had someone that commented on a book blog i posted and i was talking to chris about it because we do try to interact with people on on the facebook page but sometimes people's comments don't allow us to because we're like what the are you trying to say so yeah if you comment maybe um maybe try and not be a little too weird about it you know But that's it for the basics for the housekeeping. Uh, If you want the full housekeeping, stick around after the show, though I do hope you listen to the whole thing. But let us jump into our first segment, which, as always, is the news. This just in from Hollywood, the news. We have a story from Hollywood Reporter. They reported, seen as their Hollywood reporter, they reported that Jordan Peele has revealed his first poster for his new horror thriller film, us, so uh, I looked at this poster, and it just it it kind of looks like if if a black person wore one of those handmaids tails outfits and was just it also had this like weird glove on. Maybe it's like a motorcycle glove or like one of those really old-timey leather gloves that people wore when they when they went out driving because you know the the car didn't have the top. So go, like, oh, Giri, let's go let's go for a drive, shall we? They put on the their uh, scarves that blows behind them. They have those weird goggles on that look that some teenager in an anime would wear nowadays. And then this person is just gripping scissors in front of him like it's an award. But check it out if you just look up us on IMDb. Or just Google us, Jordan Peele, or you know something. You know how Google works. I don't have to f-ing tell you how that works. But you can check it out. Uh, this apparently is about a mother and father who take their kids to their beach house. And they expect to enjoy their time with friends, but their serenity turns to tension and chaos when some visitors arrive uninvited. And I won't give you the full cast, but so far this stars um, Lupita Nyong'o, Ayaya Abdul Mateen the third or uh, the second, the uh, third. Winston Duke and Elizabeth Moss. This is set for a March 15th, 2019 release date. And just like Get Out, this is directed and written by Jordan Peele. So this supposedly is the next film that's based on his social fears uh, that he grew up with as as a black man. Next up in the news, a story from Digital Spy. A list was put together that I think was put together a little prematurely since we have a couple more weeks left in the year and some big movies coming out. But they reported that a list of highest the 20 highest grossing movies of 2018 was released i'm not going to go go down the whole list i'm just going to do the top five just because there are there are quite a couple big movies that have have not been released yet so i want to see if this list will change at all but starting at number five we have venom which so far is on 852 million dollars Next up is Incredibles 2 in fourth place at $1,241,000. I just want you to know I'm rounding down on these since I don't want to inundate you with a shit ton of numbers. Third, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom with $1,304,000,000. Two, Black Panther with $1,346,000,000. And first, you know it, Avengers Infinity War, two billion forty seven million. dollars and, you know, I don't really know if it is truly too early for this list because we have uh, the two of the biggest movies this week could potentially do a lot of money and get on this list. But here's my question. If the movie is released this week, the week of the 21st, and it eventually makes its way up the list, let's let's say it surpasses... Um, Number six, which is Mission Impossible: Fallout, at 791 million. For the purposes of highest-grossing movies of 2018, for that purpose, do you only count what it made in 2018, or will its entire theatrical run count because it was released in 2018? Anyway, it'll be interesting to know if some of the bigger movies that have that are still left this year, if they will, how far up the list they'll get before the end of the year. The one thing on the list that upset me was not just that Fifty Shades Freed was on the list, because I understand it. A lot of people have bad taste and wanted to watch it. But the fact that A Star is Born didn't surpass Fifty Shades Freed. So a truly good movie, A Star is Born was great. A truly good movie couldn't surpass mommy porn. Like, really? On a more somber note, uh, singer and actress Nancy Wilson passed away. Uh, she didn't act a whole lot. She really didn't. She was only, according to IMDb, in, in only 19 things, including like small parts in TV shows. Like She was in one episode of the original Hawaii 5 She was in that that uh, Eddie Murphy movie, M- Meteor Man. She's an episode of the Cosby show, the Simbad show. Uh, but she passed away on December 13th at the age of 81. Also, we had Sandra Locke pass away. Uh, this was back in November, but for some reason, it didn't really make the news until recently. And I guess it's because uh, Sandra Locke was kind of easily forgotten by Hollywood at this point. Because if, if you remember, she went crazy after dating Clint Eastwood and there's this big scandal and all this bullshit with her and I think a lot of people just had it like if you mention her around my mom she will just go off. She was in the Dirty Harry movie Sudden Impact starring of course Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry. She was 74. According to Variety, Jeff Bridges is going to receive the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the 2019 Golden Globes. So that's pretty cool. Uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Aquaman has already made $260 million uh, overseas, though. So it hasn't even released in America yet, and it's already a big movie. Uh, so on that list I talked about of the highest grossing movies of 2018, um a star is born and 50 shades freed were really down there we're, we're 20 and 19 and even those were still in the 371 million range so i do believe that by the end of the year no matter how you count how much a movie is made like if do you only count it from the first of the year to the end of the year or do you count the whole run no matter how you count aquaman it's already going to surpass them unfortunately knocking a star is born off the list unless a star is born can overtake 50 shades freed which it still could because it's still in quite a few theaters and christmas time is a big time is is a big grossing time for theaters so maybe stars born can then overpass the travesty which is 50 shades freed and finally in the news this from collider A Spider-Verse 2 is already in, well, very early pre-production, seen as it's just being talked about. I'm not sure if any work has been done on it yet. But early rumors are saying that this movie will focus on Miles and Gwen. So maybe the others will still be in it, but the main story will focus on Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy, aka Spider Gwen, aka everyone's new favorite Spider-Man character. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the news. Let us jump into everyone's favorite segment which is the Trailer Trove. Avast and
1: welcome to the Trailer Trove.
0: All right, everyone, we have, uh, we have a few trailers to talk about, but before we do that, I want to talk about this cute little short film I saw that you don't have to pay anything to see because it's on YouTube. It's on uh, Vimo, Venmo, Wh- whatever that service is called. I-, I don't care, but it's called Coin Operated, and it's written directed by Nicholas Arioli, which sounds a lot like the area around the nipple. But let's let's move on. It was it was cute. It was well done, and it was cute. And it's one of those really short films. It's about five five minutes. It's one of those short films that you can you can kind of interpret your own ending to. Some people are viewing it as bittersweet. I in fact, view it as very hopeful and very cute. But of course, I'm that person that if you take a movie that has an open ending, I'm usually going to assume the best thing happens because I like happy endings. I really do. I think that's the best way to do it. Her timing was impeccable on that because I just paused and then Anne said, call me weak. But uh, no, I think mine is a correct way of thinking because let's have happiness for all. It's kind of like the ending of uh, Inception. Like, what do you think happened? Do you think the top stayed up? Do you think it didn't? Uh, The ending of Krampus. Do you think they were trapped? Or do you think he was just keeping an eye on them? Which I think, you know, and that brings up an interesting question because with uh, with inception Christopher nolan came out and said which of the two possibilities was true so does that affect you and what you think so if a movie is an open ending you don't know i'm not going to ask that now i'm going to save that for for question of the week that's a pretty good one not for this week because i already have one planned for this week but um yeah that, that's that's for a future one anyway go on the youtubes watch coin operated it is very cute so in the trailer, Trove, the first trailer we got was a new trailer, and what I'm assuming is the final trailer, since the movie's coming out in uh, January, is uh, the a trailer for Glass, another one. This one shows a lot of the same scenes, so unless you're really hyped about this movie, there's, there's no real reason to watch it, because it didn't show you a lot that was new. But th- this one, I did notice something in this trailer that made me question what sarah paulson's character what her actual role is because if you watch in the in the trailer when they're going through the various uh, cells they have these people locked in bruce willis's cell has a bunch of shower heads in it assuming that they know that water is his weakness And I don't want to hear any crying about spoilers because that movie came out 18 years ago. So by this time, it's your fault. Anyway, so it's they're acknowledging that water has an effect over him, but they still have Sarah Paulson's character come in and are telling them, oh, no, you guys don't actually have powers. You're just crazy. So it's interesting that they're having her come in to talk to them going, no, you're not anyone special. You're just crazy. Yet they have all of their cells decked out with their weakness in it. Anyway, Glass looks phenomenal. That comes out January 18th, next year, and I cannot wait. Next up in the trove, we have a new trailer for Captive State, and I'm still sold. This had a few new scenes in it that we didn't see in other trailers, and I'm still very excited. This comes out March 29th, 2019, and it has a really good cast, including big names like Vera Farminga, and we have Alan Ruck and John Goodman, just to name a few. This, of course, is that movie that's about the uh, an alien attack, basically. an aliens took over. This is 10 years after. And it's about how the world is kind of split between people who have accepted the new alien rule and people who are fighting back. It's about this young man who has an opportunity to fight back. So what does he do? The Lego Movie 2 had a holiday trailer that looked I mean it looked good. I'm I'm already sold. The Lego movie was a great movie. Number two, I'm excited for. They didn't have to do it, but they did. They released a holiday themed teaser, and I was I was happy to watch it. It was fun. I'm not sure if it's gonna have anything to do with the actual movie itself. I think it's just this little standalone thing. This has almost everyone returning, I think. I don't think there's many of the big characters that changed voice actors, but everyone's coming back. This time, it's five years after the events of the first movie, and now there are Lego Duplo invaders from outer space that are wrecking everything faster than the Lego people can rebuild. Will everything be awesome again? Time will tell. In fact, we'll find out on February 8th, 2019. And in almost a response to Lego, we have a Playmobil movie. You know Playmobil, they're those kind of weird Lego-esque things that have a very unique looking figure. So if you, if you take a look at the the movie trailer, or if you just Google it and look up Playmobil, you'll, you'll notice that it looks very familiar. Uh, Toys R Us carried them right next to the Legos. So you've probably seen it. And for some reason, a lot of pediatrician offices would have them instead of Legos. So somewhere in your life, you have experienced Playmobil. And when this movie was announced, I just thought it was a, a money grab. Like Playmobil is just trying to be the uh, tr- trying to be the Lego movie. But this trailer looked funny. It doesn't look like it's going to be as good as a Lego movie, but it looks it looks entertaining. I like the look of it. I laughed a few times. It it's not being a just a copycat. It has its own story, which I really like. I don't have an exact release date for it, but it's coming out sometime in August next year. Next up, we had a trailer for a movie from Netflix that is getting some limited time in theaters called Triple Frontier. This one looks really good. It stars, it has an amazing cast, which includes Ben Affleck, Pedro Pascal, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, Oscar Isaac, just to name a few. And it's about these ex-military people who are basically finding it hard to make a living, like the main character played by Ben Affleck can't can't send his daughter to college. And so they're talking to each other going, hey, look at all we did for our country. Is it right that we can't do basic things like this, like send our kids to college? So they decide to use their skills that they learned in the military to rob a drug lord. And yeah, I'm down. I cannot wait. It's hitting Netflix and theaters this March. So now let's talk about a movie that I had no idea was coming out. And it just seems like it seems like if the horse whisperer went to prison, that's that's what I got from the Mustang. This movie coming out on March 15th next year that the trailer sold me. I really want to see this. This is a movie starring Matthias Schoenartz and Bruce Dern. Schoenartz from movies like The Danish Girl, uh, Red Sparrow, The Drop, The Loft. He's one of those actors a lot of people may like, but his name just won't come to you right away. You see him going, oh, that guy, I know him. What's he from? His name is Matthias Schoenarts. And this movie is about a violent convict who has a chance to participate in a rehabilitation therapy program involving the training of wild mustangs. And so basically this guy finds himself and learns to deal with his anger and and, and all of his issues by taming horses. If you like horses or if you just like random ass dramatic movies, this could be up your alley. And finally, in the Trobe, we got a teaser for a movie that I don't think I'm ready for yet. I really don't. That is the movie Downton Abbey. Yes, based off that popular British show from uh, a few years back. And the reason I don't think I'm ready for it is because I used to love this show. When it came out, I watched it and I was addicted I bought up the season the minute it came out just because I wanted to be able to just marathon it. I didn't want to watch an episode and wait. And then they, in the same season, they killed my two favorite characters. So I just said, you know what, f*** you. And I just walked away and I never finished it. And I checked the cast of the movie. No, they're not retconning their mistakes and bringing back my two favorite characters. And so that's another reason I'm not sure if I want to watch this. But... Maybe, maybe I'll give you Downton Abbey another chance. Maybe I'll watch it because it was a good show and I liked it for more than just the two characters that were killed. But with one look at the cast, it looks like everyone who survived is coming back and if you are interested this movie's coming out september 20th 2019 and you know what give the show a shot uh this show was one that uh, quite a few people i know that didn't like british shows even they got into this so who knows maybe this is the show you may like uh give it a shot worst case scenario you watch the first episode going nope this is not for me i hate this and you walk away but you know what ladies and gentlemen that is it for the trailer trove let us take a break and then we will be back with the movies, so it is time for a word from our friends. At Somewhat nerdy radio. Stay tuned. Are you troubled by a lack of common interest in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day life? Do your family or co-workers not understand your
1: quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy somewhat nerdy radio our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs
0: good Good journey journey, nerds
1: download and subscribe somewhat nerdy radio future flicks with billiam and nerds of the squared circle on itunes soundcloud your favorite podcast app or stream us at somewhatnerdy.com. good journey nerds
0: and we're back with the limited releases let's start out with a movie that is actually appropriate for the holidays though it is a a horror of sorts but you know what hey there is a sub um subcategory of horror that's holiday horror so this one's just another one of those this movie's called secret santa after an unknown assailant spikes the punch of a pharmaceutical family christmas with a military grade version of sodium pentothal I think I said that right during Secret Santa, members of the family must survive the night from the victims of the untested drug. This stars Michael Raddy from Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and... Yeah, I had to dig deep to find someone that you may even know, because this is one of those straight-to-DVD-worthy B-movies. And you know, those aren't always bad. Sometimes they can be fun. Uh, Anne has had me watch some of those uh, that I did quite enjoy. But there was something in this trailer that just really pissed me off. And I will forgive bad writing, but if it's just lazy, that I cannot forgive. Because there's this one line... Where they're all sitting around the dinner table, and someone goes, Hey, let's play Secret Santa. The f do you mean? Secret Santa is not something you play. You have to plan that sh- out. Like, this is planned out beforehand. You get someone that you're supposed to get a gift to, but it's secret, so you don't put your name on it or anything, and then you exchange gifts. Like, it's not a game you fking play. What bullshit, lazy ass writing is that, you fking imbecile? Oh my god. Anyway, this uh, this hot mess is coming out December 18th, so by the time this episode hits, it has already been released. So if you want to watch some sh looking D-list movie, then check this out. Next up in the limited releases, we have a movie called Zero. Bawa Singh is a vertically challenged man who fancies himself a ladies' man. He was born into a wealthy family and comes packed with all the arrogance of a regular sized man. He's looking for love and finds a young woman in a wheelchair and tries to overcome his shallowness in order to find love. So yes, this is this week's offering from Bollywood. We also have a movie coming out called Cold War. This is a passionate love story between two people of different backgrounds and temperaments who are faithfully mismatched and yet condemned to each other. Set against the background of the Cold War, this is a Polish movie. And finally, in the limited section, we have a film called Second Act. A big box store worker reinvents her life and her life story and shows Madison Avenue what street smarts can do. This stars Jennifer Lopez from Enough, Milo Ventimiglia from This Is Us, Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical, Leah Remini from King of Queens, Treat Williams from Deep Rising, and Dave Foley from News Radio. And you know what? I just want to say this movie almost made the cut. Uh, I'm not a Jennifer Lopez fan. I am not, though I also don't hate her. I'm just, I can take her or leave her. Whatever. She's not that great, but she's not bad. What pissed me off about the trailer and what made this not make the cut is the, basically the whole premise is that she, you know, she grew up in the, in the ghetto, in the hood. She has street smarts. She didn't get any book learning done, but she's tr- but she's wanting to show these you know elite business people that she can do it, too, which, OK, that alone is fine. You know, wanting to prove your worth to people who may look down on you, that that is something I can get behind. But this whole fact that her street smarts can somehow get her along in a business she knows jack shit about. So with the help of her family and friends, she lies her way into this job though to be fair to her character her character didn't know they just made this fake profile for her and got her this job interview but for a film like this the suspension of disbelief is just a little too hard to a little too hard to jump over so maybe jenny from the block could work in this job but you can't just jump into something that you know nothing about and expect to be good in it anyway that is it for the limited releases let us take a break and hear a word from our friends At the Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of somewhatnerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah. Yeah! Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms Nerds in the Square Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Square Circle on someonenerdy.com. All right, we are back with the wide releases and interesting indies, I, and I'm joined on the show by my cat. Say hi. Okay, nice, nice try, buddy. So yes, we are back, and the next film, or the fil- first film in the wide releases section, is going to be one called Bumblebee. Charlie is a young woman who just turned 18 and wants her own car. She saves up and is able to buy a vintage VW Bug from a scrapyard. Little does she know, the Bug is more than a junky car. That's how she meets Bumblebee, who is finally a Volkswagen Bug and not a goddamn Camaro. Can hear that, Michael Bay? Anyway, he's on the run from Decepticons, because Transformers. This stars Haley Steinfeld from Edge of Seventeen. John Cena from Daddy's Home 1 and 2, John Ortiz from Peppermint, and this features the voices of Dylan O'Brien, Justin Thoreau, Angela Bassett, and Peter Cullen. So here's something interesting. This is the first Transformers movie not directed by Michael Bay, and fun fact, this is the first Transformers movie that doesn't look like complete sh**, further proving that yes, Michael Bay is Hollywood's version of cancer. I mean, that's going to be the truth, even if this movie is terrible. Michael Bay is still garbage. And just had a terrible idea. What if Michael Bay and Eli Roth teamed up on a movie? Good God, can you imagine how awful it will be? But thankfully, that's not this movie. Uh, This is Bumblebee, and it looks... Not bad. It looks like it's going to be the best of the Transformers movies. Because you know what? I'll be honest, and I believe I've said it before, I liked the first Transformers movie. I really did. And not just because it brought us that Linkin Park song, What I've Done. I think think that's what it's called. But this movie doesn't look like garbage, and it has someone in it who can act. So yay! They they got people who can act in this. (laughs) Yes, and and John Cena's in it too. That's right. His favorite song is Do They Know It's Christmas. If you haven't watched Daddy's Home 2, uh, I highly recommend it. It's it's just a lot of fun. Daddy's Home 1 and 2. 1 was good, too. I, I liked 2 better. Yeah, Anne just said that she thinks you can get away with just watching number 2, and yeah, I think you can get away with it. Ooh, I didn't actually know Kenneth Choi was in this movie. Uh, you know Kenneth Choi because he was in, um... Oh, Jesus. He was in Captain America, the first Avenger as Jim Morita. He was one of the one of Captain America's crew. He was, well, you know, the only Asian. He was also in Spider-Man Homecoming as Principal Morita, who I'm assuming since I got the same actor to play it and same last name is a distant relative of Jim Morita. Anyway, he's pretty cool. Uh, But this movie looks a lot better. It looks enjoyable. It doesn't look great, but it looks good if you just want a nice action packed movie with fancy visuals. Bumblebee. Gets a 7 out of 11. All right, folks, before we move on, I wanted I want to say that I almost had dual picks this week. I almost did until I just decided on one, and I thought I'd put in amendments to some of these. So this next movie should be your pick if you want a new release that is Christmas-ish. I mean, it's not really a Christmas movie, but it's the closest thing we have as far as the new release goes And that movie is called Mary Poppins Returns. Decades after her original visit, the magical nanny returns to help the Banks siblings and Michael's children through a difficult time in their lives. This stars Emily Blunt from A Quiet Place, Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton, Ben Wishaw from Spectre, Emily Mortimer from The Newsroom, Julie Walters from The Harry Potter Series, Meryl Streep from The Devil Wears Prada, Colin Firth from The King's Speech, Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins, and Angela Lansbury from Murder, She Wrote and a fun little movie called Bedknobs and Broomsticks, if you've never watched it. This movie just looks enjoyable. It does. It looks enjoyable whether you're very familiar with Mary Poppins or if you've never seen Mary Poppins. This is a movie for all ages, so if you have kids and you maybe can't get a copy of Mary Poppins in time to show them, then I, I don't think you'll be too confused. I think this will be an entertaining movie. And it'll just be more enjoyable if you understand the references, if you understand what how this relates to the first one. The good thing about this movie is that they picked the one person who could have done it. There, there are a lot of great actresses out there, a lot of fantastic actresses. But if you're going to have someone reprise the role of Mary Poppins, I think Emily Blunt was the best choice. Oh, that's a connection I never made. Meryl Streep's in this Emily Blunt was in A Devil Wears Prada. Oh, oh, good good job, me. I'm not actually sure what else to say about this movie. It looks good. It looks well acted. It looks visually stunning. It looks beautiful. It looks like it's able to recapture the magic of the first one while not being a carbon copy. It looks like it's staying true to itself, but also paying homage to the original film. This this just looks good. This is going to be a fun movie for all ages. The question is, do you want to see this in theaters or not? Because there are two other good movies coming out this week, both of which I think are worthy of seeing in the theaters. So if you do not listen to my pick, if you want to watch this instead, that's that's just as good. This is going to be a good movie. The only question is, do you want to see this in theaters or would you rather wait and do a double feature at home? That that's a question here. Mary Poppins returns gets an 8.5 out of 11. The next movie is, you know, it should be your pick if you want something exciting. And that movie, and the movie that didn't make it as my actual pick of the week is Aquaman. Arthur Curry learns that he is the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people and be a hero to the world. This stars Jason Momoa from, fittingly, Stargate Atlantis, Amber Heard from Drive Angry, Willem Dafoe from John Wick, Patrick Wilson from The Conjuring, Nicole Kidman from Batman Returns, Dolph Lundgren from Rocky IV, Yaya Abdul Mateen II from *The Greatest Showman* and Timora Morrison from *Star Wars* Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Oh my God, what's that? A comic book movie is not my pick of the week. Yeah, that's right, it happened. Okay, it's it's happened before. It's it's not that weird, but um, I'm surprised too. As far as comic books go. I prefer DC. I prefer DC to Marvel, but as far as mo- the movies go, I prefer Marvel because you know what? I have common sense, but this looked like it's going to be kind of like Wonder Woman. And by that, I mean good. It, it does look good. Like the biggest downside is that DC doesn't have industrial light and magic at its beck and call like Marvel does. So the CG looks kind of, eh, I mean, not that great, but that's really the worst part. This has reliable actors and it's being directed by a reliable director this is being directed by james wan who is amazing i can't wait for this film i think it's going to be great maybe not as good as wonder woman but it but comparable at least but no matter how good it looks i still don't think it looks as good as the pick of the week and you know what dc movies need some good news because the fate of superman and batman are still up in the air even though we had jason momoa come out and go hey look Superman and Batman are still going to be played by the same people. That's not going to change. But as much as I like Jason Momoa, I'm not going to breathe a sigh of relief until I actually hear it from DC. But until Shazam, this is the um, what we have from DC. And I think it looks more than entertaining. It actually looks like it could be a good quality movie too. And I think I'm going to stop talking about it because there are only so many different ways I can rephrase, it looks good. So if you're a fan of comic book movies, if you're a fan of big blockbuster action films, this is what you should see. This should be your pick of the week. If you want something that's going to be a better quality film, watch my pick of the week. Aquaman gets a nine out of 11. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, we come to my pick of the week, and that is a film called Welcome to Marwin." A victim of a brutal attack finds a unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet to help him through his recovery process, and even help him find the strength to face his attackers in court. This stars Steve Carell from Foxcatcher, Janelle Monae from Hidden Figures, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, Leslie Mann from This Is 40, Isa Gonzalez from Baby Driver, and Diane Kruger from National Treasure. And yes, this is the movie, if you remember, I talked about it on the Trailer Trove when the first trailer came out that I was really excited for. This is about a a man who gets beaten up for being gay, like beaten really bad, so bad that he has to relearn to walk. Like, that's how bad this shit is. And he before that, he was an artist, but even after his physical therapy, even after recovering from all of this, he couldn't use his hands the way he did to draw. So he changed his medium. He now dresses up dolls and action figures and takes pictures. And in this, in these pictures, he has a doll that represents him, who is a military guy who would never get beaten up by a bunch of homophobic meatheads. No, that wouldn't happen to this guy. So it's kind of like he uses these, these action figures and dolls to project his ideal self. So in this movie, he he has to relearn to do all these things again, find his legs again. Remember remembering how to walk and, and being OK with the fact that he can't do the art he used to do anymore, that now he's just he has to find a new way to express himself and also express how he feels about what's going on, how he feels about himself, too, that that this happened to him and then somehow find the strength. To face his attackers in court. This movie looks really well done. It looks well acted. Steve Carell is amazing. If you haven't seen Foxcatcher or The Big Short, watch it. They are, they are amazing movies. Janelle Monet is great. And if you remember when the band Fun released their second album, Some Nights, as uh, she sang part of that song, she was part of the the song Some Nights. I never thought that so many years after she would be in Academy Award winning and nominated movies. She would be such a fantastic actress. Who knew? Like Lady Gaga too. Who knew? She's super talented. And just the fact that she's in this movie makes it look so much better. This is a this is a movie based on a true story that has a great cast and it looks really well done and I cannot recommend this enough. If you are going to see a movie this week, I understand if you'd rather see Aquaman, if you'd rather see Bumblebee, if you'd rather see Mary Poppins Returns. I get that, but I think this is going to be the best movie out of the lot. It's just not everyone's type of movie. Welcome to Marwin. Gets a ten out of eleven. And with that, it is time for the question of the week. But before we get into that, let's take one more break to listen to a word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth podcast, and then we'll be right back to talk about some Stan Lee. We'll be right back.
1: There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth podcast employ a different approach wall-to-wall filthy fucking language
0: go to a grocery store i'm like i know exactly what i need i get in there and I'm like yeah, <laughs> the yeah did i even come here for
1: with our charity swear jar every up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction
0: the motherfucker's a mouth breather
1: gaming movies life musings it's all here served on a bed of and garnished with a crown of shut the fuck up how the fuck did we get here fuck all that fuck 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 a jelly bean so if you want to hear us do good things with bad words check out the watch your mouth podcast on i iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth.
0: And we're back. And this time, I actually remembered to post a question on Twitter and Instagram. Go me. Yay, I want to hear some applause for that. That is pretty uh, responsible of me. And also, I have been placing the question of the week in the show notes. So should you forget or maybe you want to answer but haven't finished listening to the sh- like last week's episode yet? Maybe you're a little behind. You can jo- always check the show notes. I'll tell you what the new question of the week is. Maybe next week I'll do the reminder like two days before. Give people a little more time to time to answer but let's get on with it the question of the week that was supposed to be answered this week is what is your favorite stan lee cameo so let's start with the answers we got on twitter on twitter the first answer we got comes from somewhat nerdy's very own snarf chris and i assume this is his answer because he replied with a gif from iron man the one where tony stark confuses stan lee for hugh hefner pants him, pats him on the back and stanley turns around pulls a Pulls a pipe out of his mouth. That's a really good one there. Critter responded, that is somewhat nerdy's very own and the Watch Your Mouth's very own Critter. And he says, I'm not sure if it counts. And it does, buddy. But my favorite Stan Lee cameo is in Mallrats. That's, of course, uh, Stan Lee talking to Brody outside of the uh, lingerie shop. And it's funny that Critter said that because the other answer we got was from another somewhat nerdy alum, Logan. Logan says, Mallrats. And as for my answer, I didn't think this one would be as difficult as it was for me, because I I thought I knew what it was. I was going to pick his uh, his cameo in Fantastic Four 2 Rise of the Silver Surfer. You know what? It wasn't the best movie. In fact, it was it was pretty bad, but his cameo I thought was really good. If you remember, it's in or that is to say, it's during the wedding, and he is trying to get in, and they're saying, Oh, sorry, you're not on the list, but he's like, But but I made them. So I think I like that one for its kind of meta humor. Also that and the one from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when he's talking to the Watchers. And he's basically, you can tell he's basically recounting all of his different cameos. So that was another little meta joke there I really liked. But I still prefer the Rise of the Silver Surfer one. But as for a meaningful one, I really liked his his cameo in another bad movie, Spider-Man 3. And it's the one where Peter Parker is looking at that sign that says Spider-Man gets key to the city. And he says, huh, I guess one person can make a difference. And I think that's a good little message right there, especially when you when you look at the world outside, things are going wrong. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit wrong in the world today. And if no one did anything, then nothing would change. But it it takes, you know, everyone doing something. I mean, do something right. So let us get on with the next question of the week. Usually around this time of year, I ask something like, what's your favorite Christmas movie and or have some equally uninventive question. And so I want to assure you this year, I am equally, equally uninventive. And I decided to ask this, what's your least favorite Christmas movie? This doesn't have to be one you actually hate. You can maybe still watch it, but just maybe you don't understand the hype. Don't understand why everyone loves it so much. Or maybe you truly do hate it. You watch it once, you're like, no, that never again. So to reiterate this question, what Christmas movie do you either hate or not understand all the hype for. So remember folks, I am not gonna have a new episode next week and the week after I will have uh, probably a shorter one since I want to focus on the holiday season with my wife. And thinking that we won't be back until the new year, this show won't be back until the new year, let me add on another question if you so want to answer it. Tell me, what is your new year's tradition? So to eliminate any confusion, official question of the week Is what Christmas movie do you either hate or not understand the hype for? If you want to, if you want bonus points, if you want some brownie points, just tell me what what's your New Year's tradition. I'm interested to know what my future what my future friends do. Well let's wrap this up with the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that is somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. And then leave a comment. Tell me what you think of the show. And then how do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN or email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcast also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network and check out the Watch Your Out podcast great friends of the show and don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site that's SomewhatNerdy.com of course for all of my latest blogs and the blogs and news from the rest of the Somewhat Nerdy crew and finally my dear friends my dear dear listeners my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future, and Merry Christmas.